Blog Talk Radio. BDPAI Radio showcases IT entrepreneurs, technology experts, and computer science academics. We highlight people with a passion for educating our youth in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. BDPAI Radio Show serves the BDPA members, sponsors, entrepreneurs, educational institutions, and the black community. BDPAI Radio, linking business, education, and technology. And good evening to each and every one of you who has decided to tune in live to the BDPAI Radio Show, and to those of you in the future that are listening on the archive version of tonight's episode. It is July the 8th of 2014. We are over three years into the experience called BDPAI Radio Show. We first began this with our host, Fran McNeil, back in June of 2011, and we're very, very excited to be continuing it into what is now coming on to the fourth year of its uh, existence. We are also very excited to know that we are less than a month away from the 36th Annual National BDPA Technology Conference. And so on our show today, we'll have a number of workshop presenters who will be previewing the, the knowledge and the wisdom that they will be sharing at that conference. And we also will have with us uh, one of our chapter presidents who has uh, done a tremendous job of leading uh, her chapter and her city uh, in, in providing programs and services that support the BDPA vision. Uh, BDPA exists for one reason and one reason alone, and that's to advance the careers of African Americans in the IT industry from the classroom to the boardroom. And to do that, we like to bring on guests such as our first guest. We're very excited to have Jackie Bledsoe, Jr., who is the co-founder of JBSB Companies. He's a writer, a speaker, and an author most recently publishing The Family Leaders Manifesto. Jackie's going to be a presenter at our conference in Indianapolis next month, and its topic will be called Using Social Media for Career Advancement. All of us know how important social media has become in advancing your career and sometimes in derailing people's career. And so I'm sure that part of that is what we'll learn from Jackie, and so with no further ado, let me welcome Jackie on board. How are you today, Mr. Bledsoe? I am great. Thank you for having me. It is a pleasure to have you. We have heard so much uh, good things about the motivational, uh, just the influence that you have on the people that are in your audiences, and I know our BDK audience, both on the show tonight and and, uh, more particularly in Indianapolis next month, are looking forward to it. I guess the first thing that we always ask our guests is, some version of the question, how did you first learn about BDPA? My first, um, I guess my first experience has been years in the making. Um, I had some good friends of mine who I know every Saturday were working with some kids uh, to help them in their, uh, with technology. Um, and I come to find out later that that was a branch of BDP, BDPA as they were helping the youth. But recently, I guess last year in the fall, uh, those same friends came to me and, and invited me to their local chapter here in the Indianapolis area and invited me to present something on social media, which I jumped at. Um, I was excited about it. So now I've learned a lot more, and I'm really excited about what BDPA is doing. 
That is outstanding. We often have, have guests and we have people that experience BDPA first through those computer camps, that, that ability to see these young people that are coding, that are creating websites, that are, that are creating databases, that are learning about themselves and teamwork and professional, just how to carry themselves. And so that often does, does, um, uh, it, it does encourage and, and just, in, it just uplifts us um, as members and as supporters. And our Indianapolis chapter is, is doing great. Tell us, it, it's, you're the co-founder of JBSB Companies. I'm assuming JB in that name is Jackie Bled. So tell us more about the company. What is it that your company does? Yep, that, that JB is me. Um, the SBS uh, company my wife and I started in, and JBSB Companies is a digital media company that has a portfolio of, of information property. So blogs, e-books. Uh, we are actually launching a web show later this summer. Uh, we've got online courses, including a complete marriage curriculum that we're working on right now called the Seven Rings of Marriage. Um, it's, a, it's a curriculum that will take any couple from the engagement ring all the way to the point where they're mentoring other couples. Uh, we've got a podcast geared towards helping men become better husbands and fathers. All the online and information properties are geared towards helping people to have better family relationships, better marriages, um, be better parents, um, just to improve that because everything starts with the family. Uh, and once the family gets things together, then it affects the community in all other areas. So, so Jackie, if, if our listeners wanted to learn more about JBSB companies and kind of see your, your, the, the digital media empire that you're building, where would they go to find that information? How, how would they find you? The main brand at this time is, is pretty much me and my site, uh, which is just my name, JackieBledsoe.com. And then as we said uh, when we were introducing you, and as you noted, that um, you made a presentation to BDPA Indianapolis as a chapter on social media within the past year, and, the, and we've asked you to come back to the national uh, level and at our conference talk about so, using social media for career advancement. Can you preview what you, what you hope to accomplish and what the attendees of your workshop uh, will gain from being there? Definitely. The basis of the workshop is the intersection of social media and our careers. So for social media is still this new animal, although it seems like it's been around forever. It seems so part of our lives. But social media, um, I got this quote, and I can't tell you exactly where it came from, but social media will either bring you to or keep you from your next career opportunity. So it's that important now that something that we just use to connect with friends and kind of have fun looking at pictures. But for me, it started with MySpace, uh, which is pretty much now dead and gone uh, and grew from there. But now, there was a point where people said, I don't do social media, I don't get on that. You really don't have a choice now. So it's not whether you do or do not do social media, it's how well you do it. So, and that's pretty much what the, um, the, the conference, the workshop will be about. I'll take uh, listen, or attendees through the four keys to advancing your career with social media, which I've used myself, and as I look back, I realize what I've done. But I, I started out in social media um, jobless, uh, incomeless, and I've taken it and turned it into a, a, a business um, and also grown that has outperformed where my last career was. So um, they'll understand what social media is, what is not, learn why you must use it professionally and not just for the fun of checking up on friends and things like that, how to manage your online reputation, which if they don't know you have an online reputation, whether you know it or not, um, and also how to develop a personal brand, which is the crucial point in using it to advance your career with social media. So, I mean, you, you talk about managing your online rep reputation and your personal brand. Are those is that part of the four keys that that you that you are um, that the workshop will focus on? 
Yes, yes. The four keys are understanding what social media is and what it is not. That's number one. Number two is um, learning why you must use it professionally. It's just not this fun game thing. That's the second bullet point. Um, the third key is how to manage your online reputation. Like I said, you have a reputation online out there whether you know it or not. You need to manage that and control that. And the last point is how to develop a personal brand, which the personal brand is going to take into account managing your online reputation, and also it's going to position you to take advantage of career opportunities that come up. So, I mean, we're in, we're in 2014, and, and, um, and, and you said that, that even at this stage of the game, there are some folks in our community, some folks in our industry, um, some folks in the BDPA membership that, that don't know, that don't understand the importance or the critical nature of, of social media, you know, to their career. So when someone, when you are trying to tell somebody why it's important, what, what's, uh, what are one or two of the key points you make to them? Yeah, there's some, um, some uh, results or some research, a study was done. And I'll name off a couple, um, a few points from it. 69% of employers claim to have turned away an applicant due to something they viewed on one of the major social media sites. All right, so basically 7 out of 10 employers will turn someone away because of what they've seen on social media. 47%, basically half of employers, look at social networking sites to screen their prospective employees after they get their job application. Facebook, 76%. Twitter, 53%. LinkedIn, 48% is reviewed um, by their employers uh, when they're looking at that person to hire. And then 68%, here's the good part, 68% of employers have hired a candidate due to something they saw about them on a social networking site. So like I said, it can bring you to or keep you from your next career opportunity. That old saying that, they, that it's not always uh, what you know, but it's who you know, and sometimes it's who yeah. knows you through, social, through the social media, it seems. Yes, Jack, yes. you've been in you've, you've been in the in corporate world. You've been in with your own business. Um, if if we have people that are early in their careers, any advice for them as they're as they're looking ahead to what they want to accomplish? Yeah, definitely. Um, I've, I've worked for corporate America. I've been in sales. I've owned my own business. Um, had success and failures. And right now, at this stage, the best advice I can say is to get a grasp on social media. Um, just because of the opportunities, it has leveled the playing field in every which way you can think about it uh, for, as far as being able to get access to people, access to opportunities. So get a grasp on social media is the one thing I would say. And number two is start a blog. And that's kind of point one um, when, you're, when you're getting that grasp on it, start a blog, which is going to help you to develop your voice. And it's also going to give you the position that you need. Um, you need to have a voice out there uh, on social media out there so people can hear in your career field, in your industries, see that you are the expert, that you know what you're talking about when it comes to whatever it is, that you're, if it's technology, if it's engineering, if it's science, wherever it is. And, and uh, if folks wanted to see your blog, they would go to JackieBledsoe.com? Yep, JackieBledsoe.com. The, the, uh, starting a blog seems in interesting. I, I often wonder with the just kind of the evolution of Facebook, is, is, has, have blogs become something that folks are using, you know, instruments and platforms like Facebook instead of putting the time in to, you know, write a blog post? Some people do, uh, but the thing about Facebook, Twitter, Google+, any of those things, those you don't have control of, and that's why I say start a blog. Um, that is not your 
I, I call my blog my home base because I have pretty much complete control over the content that goes on there, the rules and everything. Facebook, as everyone knows and gets frustrated by, can change the game when they feel like changing the game. And if you've built a business, a, a following or whatever built on Facebook and they change it and that impacts you, your business could literally be wiped away. Or if they say you can no longer use our site, or like my space that they go completely away. So some people do use those things, but I suggest don't doing that. Use that as a medium to bring people back to your home base. And I think what people will be surprised by, for, for those listeners and for our members who are, are hearing this advice of start a blog, is that it doesn't cost anything you, other than your time and your expertise. It's free to start, to start a blog in most cases. That, that's been your experience as well? It ex exactly. That's how I got started. Um, now my main cost for my blog, because I have a, a self-hosted blog, which means I host and control everything, is uh, roughly $10 a month. So people spend that probably going to Starbucks and other things on a daily or weekly basis. So the cost, is, that's why I said the playing field is level um, now more than it has ever been. Um, cost does not exclude people. Re reaching people doesn't exclude them. Um, it's all at our fingertips, literally. That's outstanding. How can how can I, I'm, you, you talked? Well, first of all, I'm looking forward to to meeting you and to seeing your workshop at the conference. I have to personally go in now and change my my schedule so I make sure I attend uh, your particular workshop, which is again called Using Social Media for Career Advancement. Um, and then I, I'm I'm just wondering um, your business. So we're, BDP also likes to support our members that are that are entrepreneurs and small business owners. If you had one thing that you wanted our listeners to do to support uh, JBSB companies and your, your, your digital media property enterprise, what, what was that one thing? What would you ask? What would be your ask of us? You ask, uh, I would say go to my site, um, JackieBlessfield.com, backslash seven rings. Um, the seven rings of marriage is a big project, like I said, that we're working on this year, uh, and it is encompassing the web show. That's what the web show will be. We're interviewing some great couples, um, trying to put some information together. We're also complete, uh, finishing a complete marriage curriculum. And then after the web show launches, after the curriculum is put together, we're writing a book. Um, and it is one of our most important projects that we're, we're working on now and that we will work on probably in the next year or so. So go there, sign up um, for the waiting list to get the information. And that's whether you're married not married or whatever, um, we have information for singles as well who may one day get married. So jump out there and do that. That's the best thing that you can do right now. Seven Rings. Uh, go to your website and check out the Seven Rings tab. Well, we, will, we will do that. In the, reminding, the remaining minute that we have left, Jackie, is there anything else that you would like to leave? Any final thoughts for our members or sponsors? Yes. Um, as a dad of a 13-year-old who is very interested in science and technology, uh, I would just say this for the member sponsors, everyone, just invest in BDPA. Um, invest your time, your resources, and your skills. Uh, I know a lot of times people join clubs, they become members of organizations, they take courses and all that. But the, after the fact, they don't really invest their time or the things that are needed to get what they need out of it and also to give back so that other people can give as well. So show up, invite people. Um, and just help it grow to reach others that are peers of yours as well as the next generation that's coming behind. Jackie Bledsoe, it has been a pleasure to talk with you and interact and to learn more about what you're doing and, and about your workshop that you'll be giving in, in, in just another month or so. Thank you so much, and we, and we uh, look forward to talking with you again in the future as, uh, as your book blows up and as uh, all the other things you're doing uh, really begin to prosper. Thanks again, Jackie. We appreciate it.
Thank you. I appreciate it. We're going to break away for a commercial and be right back with our second guest. on the BDPA iRadio show. The BDPA Education and Technology Foundation, a nonprofit organization that exists for the sole purpose of funding BDPA programs, scholarships, and services around the nation. Follow us on Facebook, www.facebook.com forward slash BDPA Foundation, or Twitter, www.twitter.com forward slash BDPA. Well, we are back, and we are going to be hearing from our second guest. His name is Maurice Farrell. He is the Assistant Director for the Center of Public Technology at the University of North Carolina. Maurice, are you there? Yes, I am. That is excellent. Uh, Prior to getting to the University of North Carolina, Maurice was the Chief Information Officer, the CIO, for the Research Center in Danville, Virginia. We are also very pleased to know that uh, Maurice is going to be a workshop presenter, and he's going to be talking about the CIO of the future. And so for all those reasons, we're very excited to have Maurice on the line with us. And as we do, Maurice, I want to start with the real basic question of how did you first learn about BDPA? Yes, and and thank you for having me on the show. We're very excited to to be talking tonight. Uh, One of the... uh, one of the cool things about being here at UNC Chapel Hill is we get opportunities to work with uh, folks in the community. And uh, we had an opportunity back in 2010 to go to one of the uh, Triangle BDPA meetings. Um, my boss at the time, uh, Dr. Shannon Tufts, presented on social media. And so I had the opportunity to go to the uh, meeting, learn from the folks of the good work that you guys are doing there, and uh, it left an impression on me, especially some of the work you were doing with the young folks. And um, so we've been able to stay in touch, and, and luckily we were able to be able to present at the national conference uh, in Indianapolis. So we're very excited about that. That's great. What is it at, at UNC Chapel Hill, as you called it, what is it at the Center of Public Technology? What is that all about? So the Center for Public Technology is a part of the School of Government here at uh, UNC Chapel Hill, and what we focus on is um, working with local government IT professionals throughout the state to ensure that good leadership and technology is taking place. So we have a certification program um, that certifies, and it's a a national certification, uh, certifies our chief information officers the skill sets they need to be effective leaders uh, within their organizations. So we really focus on not just technology, but how do you leverage technology um, to improve uh, business processes, improve efficiency, improve effectiveness for the organization. That is outstanding. And and what is the certification called? It's the uh, Certified Government Chief Information Officer. Certification, um, we, of course, in IT, you have to have everything has to have an acronym, so it would be CGCIO. Uh, we also have a, a K-12 certification, and that is a Certified Educational Chief Technology Officer program. So we have even, um, I guess, have different strands of it, uh, the same, pretty much the same content, but just different strands of uh, the certification, and that is the uh, CECTO program. 
And so I'm, I'm curious, you know, most folks that are CIOs are perhaps have already completed their college education. Does a person have to be enrolled as a student at UNC in order to, in order to work with, um, uh, with your office to, to get certified in either of those two? No, the great thing, the great thing about what we do here at the Center for Public Technologies is really for practitioners. So you don't necessarily have to be enrolled as a student here at UNC Chapel Hill. Um, you will enroll in our course, so you, um, so technically you will be a student, but you don't necessarily have to be what we call considered the traditional student to be a part of the program. And the other really cool thing about it is that we can offer um, graduate credits if that's something that you're seeking in, in your professional career. And I suppose since the BDPA iRadio show is, you know, for the most part is an online venture, um, is this particular, the one that you do at the center, is that an in-person uh, class, uh, you know, classroom to prepare for that certification, or can you do that um, online? So our courses that we offer here in the state of North Carolina are primarily face-to-face, um, where you come to campus and you get the whole campus experience you know, everyone wants to come and be a Tar Heel, I'm, I'm assuming. Uh, so so you, you, you do have that opportunity to come here on campus. We do have a national program, which is primarily all online. We typically meet um, face-to-face at one of the um, uh, conferences we uh, go to is GEMIS, which is an um, international conference for local government um, professionals. So we usually meet there um during the first session, and then everything else is done online. So if you're okay. interested in our national program, you definitely can go to our website, uh, cpt.unc.edu, and you can get information and, and also register for the national program. That is outstanding. And then prior to, to going on campus, you had been a CIO, and your workshop that you're giving next month at our BDPA Technology Conference in Indianapolis is entitled – CIO of the future. Can you give us an idea of what the audience and the attendees can expect from that workshop? Absolutely, absolutely. We're very excited about this topic. As you know, uh, technology is is growing and changing at a very fast pace, almost daily, and um, the leadership uh, as it relates to technology is, is going to have to change as well. As we think about technology and its evolution, it typically has started from uh, an output, basically. If you think about the calculator, you, you punch the numbers in and it gives you a number, and, and that was basically what we used technology for. Well, since then, since the evolution of cloud computing, uh, the evolution of the consumerization of IT, it has now empowered our end users to do more. They're able to make better decisions. Um, so our leadership, as it relates to that, has to also change. So my session will really talk about how the role of the CIO has to evolve in order to keep pace with the rate of technology change. So we're going to really start to look at what I would call three different areas, um, basically how it started and the function that relates to how it started. We call it the run phase. And then we're going to move into what we call grow, uh, which means that we're going to um, allow uh, our end users to be enabled and to contribute to the technology success. And then the last place is where all technology departments really would like to be, and that's the whole area of transformation. And we're going to really look at the CIO as a transformational leader. 
um, in our session. That is outstanding. Uh, you know, BDPA, uh, uh, um, I don't know, it's been over a decade ago, out of BDPA came an organization called the IT Senior Management Forum. I, I'm just, I should know and I don't. Are you a member of ITSMF? I am not a member of that group. Are, are you, you are, well, if you're not, um, it's a wonderful group of African-American CIOs. Uh, many of them, they co-locate their third quarter meeting with our annual conference. And so by way of, of this show and this interview, I'm encouraging all of our ITSMF colleagues to make it a point of attending your workshop because it sounds like it will be on point. And I guess I'm also going to encourage our members who have CIO aspirations to take advantage of your expertise and the information you'll be sharing at that workshop as well, which maybe leads me to my next, my next uh, question, Maurice. Um, you have been a CIO. You're going to talk about the CIO of the future. You have learned some lessons. You have overcome obstacles to get where you're at in your career development. If you were to look back on the earlier you, if you were to go back and look back on when you began your, your IT career and could talk to that person or could talk to our members who are in that, at that level or that stage of their career, what would you tell that person? What, what would you tell that person that you know now and you wish you knew it then? Wait, that's, that's a great question. And I'll tell you, one of the things that I think really come to the forefront as we think about, you know, people who are planning their IT career right now and things I wish I had, could take advantage of if I were back then would be to really understand the business um, that you are working in, whether it's education, whether it's in the private sector and you're making um, some sort of uh, part or widget, um, whether it's in local government, whatever, education, make sure you understand the business aspect because the business aspect is what's really going to drive your technology implementation. When I was coming through, um, and it makes me feel like I'm really old, but I'm not. Uh, <laughs> when I was coming through, the, the, a lot of the things that we did were basically around command and control sorts of things. Uh, we would lock your desktop down. We were really focused on making sure that you had a certain suite of applications, um, and we really didn't look outside of those um, areas. We really didn't take in consideration the business need. And so now as I'm – you know, moving along this career path, as a CIO, you almost have to have those aspects built into your portfolio of skill sets. Um, so you really need to understand the business. The, the second, I, I think, and probably I would say 1A skill that you need is to be able to make sure that you're able to communicate in regular terms and not technology terms. Make sure that your users and your clients understand um, that you can speak their language as it relates to a technology need and not necessarily talking in TCP IP address code all the time. So those two things, soft skills and making sure that you understand the business um, are key areas if you want to advance your career in IT, especially in those leadership. Seem like, those seem like extremely critical um, aspects of, of being successful, not just as a CIO, but almost in any leadership position. Understand the business, be able to communicate in layman's, layman's language to the folks you're working with, you know, understand what you're trying to say. That is, that is um, outstanding. I'm, I'm wondering, um, you have been a CIO. I would imagine that you have experienced what many people in BDP have experienced, which is we will go to these 
technology events, you will go to, in your case, you would go to C-level events. And unfortunately, there will only be, you know, one or two, a very few African-Americans in the room. Have you seen that change at all over time? Or, or what do you see as, as the challenges in trying to get a, a more representative number of African-Americans that are at the C-level? Yes, um, that is that has definitely been a challenge um, for me. Um, and I was actually when I became a CIO, I was a very young um, African American CIO, and typically I would be in the room, um, the minority, definitely one or maybe one of two in the entire room. And um, I have seen that paradigm change a little bit here in the uh, state of North Carolina. If you look at um, pretty much the the, the larger jurisdictions as far as local governments go, um, the CIO is an African-American. Um, actually, the city of Raleigh, the uh, Gail Roper, is an African-American female and a great CIO. Um, so they're, 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 uh, we're making progress in that area, um, but it is not to the level that it needs to be. It's still too many conferences that we go to, national conferences that I attend, and typically I'm one of maybe five or six out of 500. So we've, we've got to definitely um, continue to work, uh, to continue to advocate, and continue to educate that you know, you know, we are able to hold those positions and do a great job in those in those arenas. And BDPA will continue to do, to do our part, whether it's by having you and other you know African American CIOs serving as role models on our show, the BDPA I Radio Show, uh, having you at our conference. I hope that um, you will make plans to make that part of your annual calendar to be a presenter, to be a supporter, to someone or other be engaged um, at our conference, and to bring others um, along. That We want to be a part of the solution in that issue that you're talking about of not having enough, not having a representative number in those rooms where decisions are made, in those rooms where, where knowledge is shared you know, in the room where networking takes place. And so whatever we can do to help, you know, please um, make sure that, that you uh, keep us in mind. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think and the I other think thing I would the, say, I'm sorry, go ahead. I, I think one of the things that, you know, that you guys do that's really great is the, the whole education around the, the young people. I think there's an opportunity as well to educate and to have them in those uh, career paths where they can actually end, end up being a CIO. And I, I guess with that in mind, I'm going to say this to you, and I, I, I say this understanding that most of the students that are at your center of public technology are, are like you said, non-traditional students. But I do want you to share this with any of your the students that you know on campus that are in computer science. Uh, BDPA right now is accepting applications for college scholarships. Um, that, are, that are funded by one of our sponsors, Monsanto. So we have the Monsanto Scholarship for BDPA students. Information for that is available on our website at BETF.org. And I would encourage you to share that with um, those students on campus that might benefit um, for college scholarships to help them in, in, in their computer science, their STEM-based curriculum. Absolutely. We will definitely do that. In the remaining minute that we have left, Maurice, is there anything else, any final thoughts that you want to share with our members or sponsors? Um, I'm excited about uh, getting a chance to meet everyone in Indianapolis, and please come to our session. Um, we look forward to it and, and, and continue to build on the great work that's already being done by BDPA. And if you have not made this a, a yearly commitment, I think, um, as you stated before, it needs to be something that we need to do.
we truly appreciate you taking the time, Maurice, to, to be with us. Um, t- tell us one more time for those that want to get in touch with you and to and to and to to follow up on some of the information. Again, the website that you want them to visit. It, the website is cpt.unc.edu. All right, the Center of Public Technology, cpt.unc, the University of North Carolina. My, my uh, family are big Michigan fans, and so North Carolina, you know, timeout, all that stuff, which doesn't, doesn't, doesn't always go good. But I hope that I have been a fair and neutral party in this interview. You have been, and, and I, I have not stuck the Tar Heel pin in too, too deeply. <laughs> you have not. You've been good. Thanks an awful lot, Maurice. We look forward, look forward to seeing you next month and to participating in your workshop. Um, we are going to go away for a break and, and come back with our next guest, uh, Deborah Smedley. Very excited to, to um, be doing the show, very excited with the information that's being shared, and we hope that you are taking full advantage of this information and that you are taking the opportunity to mark your calendars for the second and fourth Tuesday of every month at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time when the BDPA iRadio show broadcasts. With that, we'll go away for a break and be right back. BDPA is the premier organization for people of African-American descent in the information technology industry. BDPA exists to advance the careers of African-Americans in the IT industry from the classroom to the boardroom. You can find BDPA on group site, Twitter, and Facebook. All right, we are back right now, and we are very excited uh, to have our next guest, who will be sharing time with us. Uh, She is currently located in the state of Ohio, and in fact in the capital of the state of Ohio, Columbus. She is the chapter president for Columbus, has been in that leadership position since 2011. Her chapter earlier this year hosted the first annual uh, Midwest Region Leadership Conference. That was a very successful event, and during that event, the Deborah Smedley, who was our guest, was very, very open in her commitment to grow the impact of BDPA in Columbus. And so we're looking forward to having her with us. Deborah, how are you this evening? I'm wonderful. Thank you for inviting me, Wayne. It is a pleasure to have you on board. It's always good to have part of the Ohio Connection uh, being being um, highlighted on places all over BDPA Nation, including our BDPA iRadio show. Tell us uh Deborah, how did you first learn about BDPA? Well, I learned actually from a friend that I met uh, when I worked for Franklin County. And I got invited to her house for just a social event. And some of, of the members of BDPA, Columbus was there, and she was a member at the time. And, I, and they, they had had a, a, a kind of a brief meeting. And that was my first encounter to kind of learn about the organization uh, because I had, I had no idea that they had an organization of this such here in the capital city here. So I was very excited and wanted to learn more. And then from there, I started getting more engaged in the chapter meetings and um, staying in close communication uh, with the members. And I was hooked. Uh, I believed in, in what they were trying to do, and I really wanted to be a part of that. So, so that's actually how I got started with BDPA. And, and what you said, Franklin, Franklin um, County, um, can you tell us a little bit about your, your progression through your IT career? 
so when I started um, with BDPA Columbus, um, I was actually the director of information technology for Franklin County. Uh, and I wanted very much to teach uh, and do a lot of public speaking and things like that. And so I, I, um, I'm not a native of Columbus, and I did not really have too many opportunities to do that except for small things that went along with my role. So my involvement with BDPA came through me um, facilitating or being a guest speaker at information exchanges. And so one that I did uh, was on information security. And that actually opened up speaking doors for me um, as I became to speak more uh, in the chapter events and get more engaged with the chapter. So from there, I became um, an adjunct uh, professor at DeVry University. Um, I started doing speaking engagements with IT, IT Martini. I started sitting on IT technical panels. Um, I started getting involved with Tech Columbus. I started uh, doing other teachings with high schools or with um, uh, community adults that were looking to uh, either get into the workforce or further their careers. So all of that kind of helped boost my skill set and enhance me as a director. So from there, I was able to take a lot of the creative things that I learned through those experiences and develop first-time applications with Franklin County, like their online community portal where recipients can get their information online and those kind of things that I started. So from there, I got even more involved with project management uh, and uh, doing, uh, being in the infrastructure space, uh, the application development is, a space, uh, even in healthcare. And so I currently um, am uh, at Nationwide Insurance. I am part of the cybersecurity program. And, and I run a lot of the high-profile uh, IT initiatives. And also, being the president certainly helps. Uh, it also has helped me in my um, uh, gathering and, and retaining relationships in the community with community leaders and things like that. So I've gotten a lot just from starting with BDPA at, at my role there. So you, you came into BDPA as, as most volunteers and, and members of the organization do. You came in, you kind of, you, you just got, you enjoyed the atmosphere, you enjoyed the, the, um, the, just the whole ability to connect with other uh, people of color in your community, in your industry. And then what, what, um, what caused you to make the decision to jump from being a member to actually running and becoming elected in 2011 as the chapter president? Well, I, first of all, I believed in the organization and what the organization stands for. And I really felt like I could come up with some ideas um, to help to continue to drive those goals. And so when the opportunity, when I was approached with the opportunity from the past president, uh, Reginald Hillary, I actually first thought, 
well, you know, that's kind of a big role. I've got so many things going on. I don't, I don't know if this would be right for me. Uh, and then we talked a few times, and I realized that I could take the experiences that I've had um, and continue to get more involved in the community. I believe that, that I could continue what he had started. So I was excited and honored um, to have the ability to be in that role. So when you look back now over the last three years as the chapter president, what, what do you look back and, and what do you see as the, you know, the, the, the one or two real big accomplishments that, that make you proud in the course of your time as the Columbus chapter president? So I will say that it has been a hard road. <laughs> and so, so here are some of the things that came out of that really hard work and that hard road. Um, we now involve middle school students in our sites program. We teach them video game making, virtual reality, and application development. And the concept is to prepare them for programs like HFCC and get them engaged. The second thing is, is that we are now in partnership with St. John's Learning Center. And St. John's Learning Center is really huge in Ohio. They have about 15 um, partners, in, including the city of Columbus and the Franklin County Commissioners, and they provide hundreds of services, uh, educational and, um, uh, and other personal services to the community. And so to have St. John's Learning Center want to uh, partner with us and help us build the chapter uh, and, and do that with them was a, was a great honor. The other accomplishment is for the first time um, since I've been in the presidency, we are now in the Columbus City Schools. So for the school year 2014-2015, we will be having our sites program at Eastmore, I mean at, at Berwick, uh, for the middle school program and Eastmore High School for our high school programs. So we will not only be at St. John's Learning Center, but we will be at those schools and we will be at those schools throughout the school year. And we will have our local competitions at the schools. So we are really excited about those opportunities. Another thing is, is that we now have a grant writing team within the chapter. And so we are now um, working together as a team to learn how to bring, um, uh, to, to um, build our grant writing skills so we can bring more financial opportunity to the chapter because we'd like to take our program on the road, meaning that we, we may want to take the equipment with us and actually set up a workshop or a site for students as well as adults. We are planning a, an adult workshop for St. John's Learning Center this summer so that we can start doing workshops for the community that they service as well. So those are huge accomplishments, long time waiting, lots of conversations, um, some disappointments, um, but things are finally coming into play. And I will say this, the 
the region, the Midwest, the Midwest Regional Conference that we did um, uh, in March, I believe it was in March, um, uh, we had a president um, uh, meeting. And, and Deborah, I'm going to, I, I want to just go back and, and solidify oh, some okay. things for our listeners before we talk about the Midwest. Sure. One is sure. I want to make sure that folks understand the, the, that what you're doing in Columbus is a mirror of what we are trying to do in BDPA in the other 45 chapters. So all 46 chapters have what you refer to as our SITES program. And for our listeners, yes. that's the acronym for our Student Information Technology education and scholarship program. That's a program that we have for K through 12 um, students where we actually provide them with computer camps and other training uh, with our BDPA volunteers. And you're doing something that is beyond what a lot of chapters are doing in terms of bringing that training to the middle school level um, as well as the high school level, which is truly outstanding. I was also very pleased to hear that your chapter is engaged in, in grant writing. Um, uh, obviously the BDPA iRadio show is hosted or excuse me, is sponsored by the BDPA Education and Technology Foundation. Uh, so we do a lot of grant writing for a lot of chapters. In fact, um, I'm pleased to, to announce to our audience that we have uh, made a grant dis disbursement to our BDPA Dallas chapter in the amount of $10,000, which will help them with their, their bringing their team and doing the other things that they are doing for their sites program in 2014. And we, our board has also agreed to a 7,300 grant disbursement for our Cincinnati chapter. So we're very excited to hear that Columbus is, is um, working on that as well. Um, you were at the Midwest Regional, hosted by Michael Wolf, the Midwest Region Vice President, and Eric Dortch, the Midwest Region uh, Director. And you were about to tell us about some of your learnings or some of the, the um, uh, insights that you gained from that Midwest Regional event that was held in Columbus. Um, mm -hmm. sponsored, in that case, by J.P. Morgan Chase. What did you want to share absolutely. with our audience about that? Uh, absolutely. Uh, one of the big things that came out of, well, there are a couple, but one of the big things that came out of that meeting was building your brand and getting out there and making it known of who you are and, and what you can provide. And so what came out of that was, Contact the schools, talk to people in those leadership roles, and, and let them know what the chapter and what the org, how the organization can benefit to them, what their return was. So I did that. I did that over and over again, uh, me and other members, uh, and it, it wasn't steadfast, right? It, it, it didn't all fall into place immediately. But as soon as that meeting was over, we put that into place. Uh, and so it has taken a while, but it is finally starting to come to fruition. The other thing, Wayne, is that when you talked about um, um, grant writing and you talked about uh, the, BET, the BETF organization, um, one of the things we wanted to do was equip ourselves on a way that we can help our chapter because we're kind of close to the things that we need in the, in the community and the things that we can provide. But it also prepares us 
for a way to also work with BETS. So we know exactly what we're going to be going after. And depending on what it is and who we're working with, we know exactly what we need to do and how to put that together. So really this is an education piece for us, and it allows the, the relationship to be better. So all of those things we put into practice. Um, that's so that's what that I got out of that. Yeah, that is outstanding, and I, I, I truly like the idea that, that BDPA Columbus chapter has created this strategic alliance with the Columbus City Schools. That is the way that we can take what we're doing to the next level. So it's not just word of mouth, you know, a couple of parents, a couple of students that we bring together on Saturdays. Now we're actually getting, you know, an endorsement, if you will. We're getting, we're getting you know, uh, verified and, and, and kind of sanctified, endorsed by, by the the entire school district, and that is, that is the best way to do what we are trying to do. So you are doing some remarkable things, uh, Deborah, there in in, the, in uh, Columbus. Um, in the remaining minute or so that we have left, is there any final thoughts you want to leave for uh, your members or sponsors? So I, I, I would say to everyone, members, sponsors, and those potential members, is that the, the chapters are what you make it, and it's, it's hard work, but it's an investment. And any time you make a passionate investment, you will get a return. It may not happen overnight, but if you continue to persevere, you can take your chapter to a new level. And I'm telling you that right now we are a small chapter, but we don't expect to be that way very long. That is outstanding. Deborah, it has been a pleasure to have you on the BDPAI radio show. We look forward to having you again in the future. And I would tell you that if you have members of your chapter, whether it's on your leadership team or your students, that you think would uh, be a, be interesting guests for our, our audience, please, um, you know, offline let us know. We'd be more than happy to invite them to, to be a guest in the future. We love to have BDPA Columbus with us regularly. Wonderful. I appreciate the opportunity, Wayne. Thank you. Thank you very much. What we're going to do right now, we've had uh, three wonderful guests, and we're very appreciative of Jackie Bledsoe, Jr., Maurice Farrell, and Deborah Smedley for being with us on the BDPAI radio show today. What we're going to do is we're going to break for one more commercial, and then we're going to come back on the other side with the producer of the show, and in fact, one of the creators of the BDPA iRadio show concept, Ms. Fran McNeil. So let's break for a commercial break right now. What do Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, and Mark Zuckerberg have in common? They all learned computer coding before high school. Fun Mutation has taught more than 1,000 kids to code through their summer tech camps. Fun Mutation uses their trademark team's approach so that kids can experience technology, engineering, arts, math, and sciences in a fun and non-threatening way. Tech camps run only during the summer, so register now at www.funmutation.com or call 216-378-9035. Sorry, to keep the camps fun, no adults allowed. Fun Mutation Academy, LLC, making the world computer smarter. All right, and so we are back to close out 
tonight's show. Very excited again that we've had this outstanding information that's been shared from all of our guests, and even more excited that the woman that we have missed over the last five or six shows is back with us tonight. She tried to stay behind the curtain, tried to just produce the show and not be on air, but the audience has demanded it, and we are asking for it as well. Hello, Ms. Fran McNeil. How are you today? I'm just fine. How are you, Wayne? Thank you so much for being the host over a number of shows. It's actually been a lot of fun listening and learning. Um, So there's something to be said for being behind the curtain. Well, what what have you been up to? Tell us about, uh, of course, you are the the owner of Significant Business Results. Uh, uh, Tell us some of the things that you've been doing with your business. Well, I've been very fortunate to be working on three projects, um, all of which really help entrepreneurs. And I've also been fortunate to work with a number of BDPA and ITSMF members. Um, One of the projects that that has been occupying a lot of my time is releasing my third book, which is called Significant, From Frustrating to Fantastic, Inspirational Stories for the Entrepreneurial Woman. And it's been a lot of fun getting the feedback from individuals literally all over the world. And the book is about to be reprinted in both French and Spanish so that it can reach Latin American countries as well as Africa. So that's a big project for me. And uh, one, because BDPA and ITSMF have entrepreneurial members, um, and to a certain degree, BDPA volunteers, uh, leaders, and members have an entrepreneurial spirit. Um, it's been a useful book and tool um, for members. So that's really been the, the big thing, and the offshoot of that is just the outreach, um, working on my blog. Uh, uh, Jackie talked about the importance of the blog, so I've been uh, working on that, and also uh, working on really responding to people, and that has been um, keeping me busy. So, again, I appreciate the question, and it's great being on the show behind the scenes. Fran, if someone wanted to, if our listeners or people that were, that hear this on an archive after the fact want to learn about the, the work that you're doing in terms of for, you know, entrepreneurs, for women, for folks, you know, in and out of the IT industry, um, what is the way that uh, you prefer them to get in touch with you? Do you have a, a, a home base, as Jackie Bledsoe called it, uh, that you want them to reach out to online? Absolutely. I would love for them to visit me through my website, which is www.significantyou, and then the letter C. So it's significantyouc.com. When they're at my website, they can uh, look at a free chapter of the book. They can purchase the book. They can sign up. Uh, review the blog, they can uh, join to be uh, receive the newsletter, and they can get involved and be interactive. So www.significantyou, the letter C, would be a great way to stay connected with me. Um, I'm also looking for contributors to my next book. So while this book shares my stories, the follow-up book will be significant stories from individuals all over the world. Um, so I am hoping that by the time the 
conference, uh, BDPA conference, is in session in August that I will be collecting some stories from BDPA members and conference attendees. That is wonderful. Friend, you, you were, uh, most people don't know this part of the story. So I, I said earlier that BDPA iRadio, you know, started its first episode in this iteration on, in, in June of 2011. I think what most people don't know is that four or five years before that, uh, you and I uh, were on internet radio for BDPA, um, you know, back in the day trying to make this happen, maybe before, you know, fo- before there was a block talk radio, in fact. Do you, do you remember those, those early days? I do. I do. I remember trying to find the equipment to plug into the handheld phone. Uh, you know, it wasn't quite a dial uh, a dial phone, but it, it's like a touchstone phone. Um, and it was really kind of fun figuring out the technology and making the connections happen. So Blush Up Radio has certainly made it easier. And um, it's great to have a show where we can connect with our listeners and our sponsors and our members and our leaders and workshop presenters from around the country and the world. And it's wonderful to know that, that we have this, this archive that's been created of all these, you know, it's, it's, it's hundreds of episodes of BDPAI radio show, the, the you know, 95% of them that you have, were the host for, where you were connecting in interviews. And that's a part of the BDPA legacy that will be with us for centuries to come. And, and I will always, on behalf of uh, BDPA Education and Technology Foundation and the association, I just want to make sure that you know how much we appreciate everything that you have done for us, Fran, you know, over these many, many years. Well, thank you, Wayne. And again, to a large, and on a large part, um, this whole process is just one of the many ways that the ETF, uh, the BDPA Education and Technology Foundation, reaches out, um, gives back, and involves members. So I, I want to salute you in your leadership role for um, identifying the guest, encouraging the guest, um, helping to set the format, and really um, energizing chapter leaders throughout the country in our 46 chapters to be involved. So thank you for your efforts, and thank you to the numerous sponsors who have um, helped integrate BDPA iRadio into all aspects of uh, sort of the BDPA nation, including um, past conferences. That is excellent. Um, we will all be at the 36th annual BDPA Technology Conference taking place August 5th through the 9th in Indianapolis. You can go to the website bdpa.org to learn more about the conference. I do want to make the announcement that BETF is right now accepting applications. This is a new scholarship. It is, it is funded by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois Montana, New Mexico, Oklahoma, and Texas. However, the scholarship is open up nationwide, and this one is for high school students only. So it's not, it's, you're not competing against people that are currently in college. This is high school students only. It's not just seniors. It's anyone who is in my listening voice. High school students have an opportunity for the Blue Cross Blue Shield CIO scholarship for BDPA students. You can go to our website, BETF.org, to get the application, and we just encourage you to apply. The deadline is July the 31st, and the winners will be announced at the conference next month. And so with that, 
I just want to thank our guests, again, Maurice Farrell, Jackie Bledsoe, Deborah Smedley, and Fran McNeil for the work that they have done to support tonight's show of BDPA iRadio Show. Thank you, good night, and we will see you in two weeks. BDPA iRadio, linking business, education, and technology. The BDPA iRadio Show creates a vibrant communications platform that speaks to all BDPA stakeholders. Hosted by Fran McNeil, sponsored by the BDPA Education and Technology Foundation, and the Executive Director, Wayne Hicks. Produced by Everaldo Gallimore. Technical advice by John Melanson. BDPA iRadio broadcasts the second and fourth Tuesday of every month. Join us on blogtalkradio.com backslash BDPA.